Live Well Podcast, episode number 31. Hello, you are listening to Live Well Podcast. I'm Kim, your host, and I'm uh, operating solo again today. Ellie has a, a pretty big paper that's due for social studies that she's been working on, and she's trying to uh, just finalize some of the details on that. So I am um, on my own today, and uh, it's gotten cold here. In fact, our temperatures have dropped quite a bit here in the Chicagoland area. So it brings me to um, dry skin, which is a common uh, winter complaint. I'm already having problems with dry hands and feet. So that's our topic for today. Uh, usually between November and March, that seems to be one of the most common complaints by most people is dry skin. And sometimes it can even um, turn into itchy, scaly skin. And eczema is also a lot more common in winter time. Our skin, I don't know if you knew this or not, our skin is designed to uh, protect us from bacteria, germs, and infections. It also helps to regulate our body temperature. Um, it helps to eliminate toxins and it also protects our organs. And in order for our skin to be able to do these things, it must be elastic and flexible. And the only way that it can be that way, uh, the only way it can be elastic and flexible is if the skin is properly hydrated. Healthy skin is about 20 to 35% water. And each day our skin loses water through evaporation. When the humidity drops, like during cold weather, which is what we're having right now, there is a dramatic increase in the skin's water loss as the dry air pulls moisture from our skin. So that's why we suffer from drier skin in the colder months. As the skin becomes drier, it, be, it brings discomfort characterized by redness, itchiness, and flakiness. And extreme dryness causes the skin to crack. And then as the skin cracks or as it peels, um, it um, causes openings in our skin and then we're more susceptible to getting uh, germs or bacteria into our skin. With less water and fewer lipids, which is the skin's natural oils to lubricate and protect our skin, it no longer exfoliates properly also. So this is what results in the excessive buildup of dead skin cells on the skin's surface, and it gives us kind of that ashy appearance. It also results in a decrease in overall skin health, and skin can take longer to properly heal itself. So I'm going to talk about moisturizers first. Because the first thing that we would want to do in treating dry skin would be to minimize the discomfort. Things like lotions and moisturizers can bring temporary relief. However, uh, these products don't actually add moisture to the skin. What they do instead is they just help to seal whatever moisture we have in our skin. Dry winter skin is best treated with a moisturizer that is rich in humectants, which can add, help to add back moisture. Formulations of this type tend to be heavier and are often marketed as night creams or night moisturizers, but even though they're labeled night creams, it does not mean that you can only use it at night. So regardless of the label, dry skin would benefit from their use even throughout the day. And it's essential to reapply moisturizer every few hours when fighting dry skin. I also want to talk about exfoliation. Although exfoliation is a necessary skincare step year-round, um, it's one that may be implemented daily with the use of a chemical exfoliant that's safe for at-home use. It's also especially vital for those with the dry skin because if you remember, as I said, the lower water content of our skin disrupts the normal, normal exfoliation process. So daily use of an effective chemical exfoliant 
will encourage the proper shedding of dense dead skin cells. But I want to mention um, you want something that's kind of mild. You don't want to um, you don't want to get into some of the heavy peels, the excessive or harsh peels or acids, because that could be a little bit too strong, particularly uh, during the winter months. So using an exfoliant, not only will this result in skin that looks better, but it will also improve the skin's overall health. Moisturizing products are better able to penetrate skin when the skin is regularly exfoliated. There are a number of recommendations that offer a good deal of value and solution for dry winter skin, so I'm going to go through some of those. I know in the winter that uh, hopping into a really hot shower can sound really good, or uh, going jumping into a, a hot bath sometimes can be a nice relaxing way to soak. But during winter, we definitely want to take fewer and or shorter showers and baths, and it's better to reduce the water temperature so that we're using warm, not hot. Uh, this helps to prevent more moisture loss in the skin. And immediately after getting out of the bath or shower, while our skin is still damp, you want to lightly towel dry, but you want to keep your skin still damp. That is the best time to apply moisturizing body products on your skin because then it'll help seal in that moistness. Um, also, I recommend avoiding the use of harsh cleansers and products containing alcohol. Since extreme weather weakens the skin's balance and the protective lipid barrier, which is, again, the natural oils of our skin, you want to take it easy on our skin and um, skip the intensive cleansing routine. So for hands, you want to avoid the harsh soaps and detergents, and then especially uh, frequent use of hand sanitizers. Um, I have this problem with preschool because I work in preschool two days a week. So obviously I'm doing a lot of hand washing. I'm using a lot of the uh, hand sanitizers, but they have a really high alcohol content. And these ingredients actually cause more dryness in my skin because the alcohol strips the skin of its natural oils. And then I think just being out in public restrooms, um, the paper towels can be pretty harsh on skin as well. But I want to talk a little bit more about hands in a minute. Uh, something else that's a, a good product is using a hydrating facial mask that can definitely help aid in dry skin. You will want to choose a hydrating mask rather than a clay-based mask. Clay-based masks are great for drawing out impurities from the skin, but they can also draw out moisture from the face. So you'll want to use the clay-based masks left less often and go more for the hydrating masks. In winter, the sun's reflective powers on the snow can actually be higher than on the sand of a beach in the summer. So you definitely want to use sun protection to prevent UV damage, and I recommend using at least an SPF 15 and even better using an SPF of 30. And then I know I've said this numerous times on different podcasts, but you want to apply uh, your sunscreen 30 minutes before heading outside. And if you're going to be you know, outdoors skiing or ice skating, uh, if you're going to be out for a while, you definitely want to reapply it often. Uh, chapped lips. Usually lips and hands suffer the most during the winter season. I definitely know I, I have trouble with both of these. Lips can get sore and chapped and hands get dry and flaky. So for your lips, you want to choose a thicker moisturizer or lip balm and you want to apply it every time before going outside as well as before going to bed. Some protective and moisturizing lip care products are available as tinted glosses or balms if you want to have a little bit more color to your lips. Resist licking your lips, though, and I know this is really hard, but um, while it might make your lips feel temporarily better, it actually makes chapped lips worse. And then talking about our hands, we want to take special care of our hands since skin on the hands is thinner 
than on the rest of our bodies. Um, in addition, hands are often exposed to stressful or stripping factors like soaps, winds, water, harsh paper towels when we're away from home. They get more sun exposure. And it's also a known fact that our hands are actually among the first to show signs of aging because they're just exposed to so many more um, outdoor things. We want to choose a rich emollient-based hand care product and apply it often. And then I also recommend wearing gloves every time you go outside. This helps protect your hands not only from frost nip or frostbite, but also from moisture loss. Feet. This is another big problem that I have. <laughs> Feet are another part of the body that can get very dry and cracked. Um, in fact, cracking in the skin can lead to places where germs and bacteria are able to enter the body. And I definitely have a lot of trouble with cracked feet. In an ideal world, I would be tending to my feet daily, but often I forget. So I have found that using a foot file regularly on my feet helps to exfoliate. And then getting that excess dead skin cells removed helps the product to penetrate deeper. After I exfoliate, I apply a heavy absorbable cream onto my feet. And then I slip on a pair of heavy socks. And I do this right before bedtime so that um, as I'm sleeping, that uh, cream is able to penetrate my skin and hydrate my feet. I definitely see a big difference in my feet when I'm doing this daily or at least every other day. I just have to make it more of a point to remember to do this. And then definitely do not give in to winter blues. We want to continue with our daily fitness routine. I know sometimes uh, cold weather, we want to sleep in more or we just kind of feel sluggish and don't want to um, exercise as often. But actually, exercising is beneficial. It helps to keep us fit, and it stimulates blood circulation throughout the whole body and, of course, our skin, and that's good and healthy for the skin. You want to bundle up when you go outside to avoid frost nip and or frostbite. Uh, what's the difference? I actually didn't know the difference either. Frost nip is a mild form of frostbite, and it tends to affect the earlobes, the cheeks, the nose, the fingers, and the toes. Signs of frost nip include pale skin, numbness, or tingling in the affected area. To avoid frost nip, you want to dress warmly, including hat, earmuffs, and gloves. The best treatment is to rewarm the affected area, and although frost nip is uncomfortable, it generally does not cause any damage to the skin. Frostbite is a lot more serious and can cause lasting damage. Frostbite is caused by freezing deeper in the tissues of the skin, and it causes skin to become hard, pale, and cold. It may ache but lack sensitivity to the touch, and as the area thaws, it becomes red and painful. Hands, feet, nose, and ears are most vulnerable. You want to treat frostbite by getting to a warm place, uh, possibly even wrapping the affected area in sterile dressings to separate fingers and toes, and even going to an emergency room if it's severe. Uh, I just wanted to mention a little bit about this because I had this happen and I actually suffered from frostbite. I was doing something dumb outside. <laughs> I did not have gloves on and my hands literally froze. Um, and it was so cold to the point where I had to come inside because I, my hands were just frozen and I couldn't move my hands. So when I got inside, I actually panicked a little bit because, like I said, I could not move my hands. I couldn't bend my fingers it was the oddest feeling. I mean, it was literally like my hands had frozen. Um, now, I made the mistake of running them under warm water, and I've actually heard from a paramedic that um, with frostbite, we don't want to do that. Um, 
but I didn't know at the time. And then we definitely, if you think you've, you're suffering from frostbite, you don't want to rub your hands together because rubbing hands together can actually cause tissue damage. This was also something that I learned from the paramedic. Um, but anyway, so as it was thawing, I definitely experienced um, that redness and that painful feeling as my hands were thawing out. It was excruciatingly painful. I had never felt anything like it before. And probably the rest of that winter season, I noticed that my hands were a lot more sensitive to cold. Um, even when I was out shoveling and I would have gloves on and I'd be dressed warmly, um, I had to sometimes stop and go inside the house because my hands were just a lot more sensitive to cold. So anyway, it does happen um, and it can happen quickly. So I just want to definitely make sure I give you the advice to bundle up and take it seriously. You want to definitely keep your um, your body covered and warm. And then uh, the last thing, talking about winter skincare, um, for those of us with dry hair, sometimes shampooing every other day can actually help. Um, I mean, there may be some people that have to actually shower. I'm not talking about not showering. I'm talking about not shampooing every day. Um, shower every day, but sometimes if you've got really dry hair, sometimes you can get away with not shampooing every day. You can do every other day, and that helps to prevent stripping the hair's natural oils. You want to use warm water, not hot, and you don't want to excessively shampoo hair. Actually, your hair only needs to be washed once. And then uh, I definitely recommend using a conditioner to lock the moisture into your hair and keep it hydrated. And uh, if you, you know, definitely try not to overstyle or over dry it with either hair dryer or flat iron because that can also um, cause hair to be more dry. I know that uh, throughout my podcast, I've mentioned that I sell skincare. Um, I just wanted to let you know that um, for the month of November, I am offering 35% off all of uh, our hand creams, foot creams, and facial masks. So if you're interested in that, definitely contact me and I can get you set up with those specials. And then also, if you have any questions about specific products or you need help choosing the right products, contact me. I would love to help you in any way that I can with these things. So I hope this uh, helps to give you some information about... um, winter skincare because we're heading into winter pretty soon. I hope you have a great evening. It's a wrap. We hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast and we hope you'll join us for the next show. Our plan is to bring you simple tips that will allow you to live better. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on our podcast, please call us or email us. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at 312-957-7087 or email us at feedback at livewellpodcast.com. We might even use your question on our next show. You can also find us at livewellpodcast.com, our website. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. Lord willing, we will be with you on our next show. Have a joyful, healthy week. Simple information to help you live well and bloom where you are.